1: In line at the deli, I guess? Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting?
1: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidable prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short, but very
0: powerful for digging. In fact, the name badger probably comes from the French word Beche, meaning digger. It's that badger style.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to another edition of the Cricket Badget Radio Show Podcast. It's James again, taking you through this week. We've got a very special guest in Chris Rushworth, the Durham Pace Bowler. It's his testimonial season this year. We talk about that. We talk about his pride in playing for Durham. He's stayed while a few others have gone. And you'll hear the passion in his voice when he talks about cricket in the North East. So stay tuned for all things Chris Rushworth as we go through the rest of this podcast. Slight apology, the podcasts are coming out a little bit haphazardly at the moment i'm writing a book and my deadline is the end of february so all of my spare moments at the moment are spent in a dark room tapping away on a keyboard trying to get my book finished but plenty of podcasts to come they just might be on slightly different days of the week than they usually come out so i'll do them but i will do them as and when i get the chance to do them so uh Apologies if they are a little bit haphazard, but they will continue to come and they will continue to be, hopefully, of a very high standard with some great guests planned over the next few weeks, including Brad Hogg, the Australian Spinner, and Brian Lara is going to make an appearance on the podcast very, very soon indeed. We talk about film a little bit in the interview with Chris Rushworth, and I went to the cinema last night to see the Stan and Ollie film. I would recommend that wholeheartedly by the way totally off topic totally not cricket but uh, if you like your films and you like watching fantastic acting and a lovely tale being told Stan and Ollie is the film for you plenty happening in the world of cricket plenty more to come on the cricket Badger radio show podcast but for now for this week Chris Rushworth terrific interview settle back and listen to the man with high hopes for the 2019 summer
0: it's that badger style
1: Hi, my name is Brian Laura and you're listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. Chris Rushworth, very great pleasure to welcome you to the Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcast this week. How are you?
0: I'm very good, thanks. Very good. Thanks for the call.
1: Back in pre-season training, I guess, and uh, getting ready for the 2019 season.
0: Yep. Uh, the boys have been back now for... I guess first week of November we came back, but kind of the the cricket stuff now is taking a you know a step up if you like. Um, the intensity is getting higher, and I guess the boys now are just ready to go and you know putting all the hard yards in.
1: And it's snowing where I am at the moment. So is it the same up there in the northeast?
0: We haven't had a great deal of snow. We've had a little bit of sleet, uh, some heavy rain showers the last few days, but it's been. Very cold, uh, but we still haven't had any snow yet.
1: On its way, I understand. Right, Chris, we're going to chuck the cricket badger quick questions at you this week, uh, yep. see how we get on with these. And we start off with the uh, the first one, that uh, tends to be the good way of doing it. If not a cricketer, what
0: would you have done with your life? <sighs> yeah, this a lot. Um, not 100% sure. Um, obviously tried various roles in call centres and things that didn't really work out and weren't much fun. But I don't think I've got a solid answer for that. It, it would have been a struggle, I guess. You've you got the
1: right accent for call centres. You, you East <laughs> accents the one they like, isn't it? It tends to go down quite well,
0: actually. It's a, it's a good conversation starter.
1: <laughs> because you were released by Durham in, in 2006, and you and you had to try and find different ways of making a living, didn't you? Yep. Which
0: yep. I, I would imagine,
1: from a distance, that makes you appreciate cricket even more, is it?
0: Oh, absolutely! I think when you you know when you're away from it and you get given a, a second chance, I guess that's why I, you know I really want to. Oh, I've grabbed it. I kind of I took that second chance. I, I saw the life that that could have been away from cricket, uh, and it was something that you know I wasn't keen on, and it, it made my love for cricket that little bit stronger. What's been or, or who has been the biggest influence on your career? Probably my dad, I would say. Yeah. Um, he was someone who was always he he played when I was growing up. Uh, so for me, as as a young lad. Growing up watching him every Saturday afternoon, uh, midweek cup games, that kind of stuff. Um, he, I guess, he got me into cricket along with my older brother. Um, and throughout my professional career, he, he's been there pretty much every game. That there's not many games he's missed since I've resigned for Durham. And you know, he's always he's been he's been harsh at times, but very supportive. And I guess without his kind of guidance and um, support throughout my career as a, as a young lad, and then into the professional game, I, I guess that you know cricket probably wouldn't have been a I guess, a a job that I would have considered.
1: The parents are often not seen, are they? But the running around and ferrying to matches when you're a kid and everything like that, it's uh, it's something you can't do without, isn't it?
0: Definitely. Um, I often go to kind of junior presentations and things now, and um, it's it's one thing that I try and get across without parents. It's not just cricket, but in in any sport without without parents, you know, it's just not possible. Um, So they do deserve a huge amount of credit. And I guess, you know, being a professional cricketer, Again, w- without that kind of help and support from parents, grandparents, growing up, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now.
1: What's been the best moment that you've had in cricket?
0: Um, it's a tough one between winning the championship or the or the Lord's final. Um, I think the, the Lords, <laughs> see that the, the I think they're both on a par because I think we were the underdogs of the championship the year we won it in 2013, and then. Uh, massive underdogs against Warwickshire at Lords in the in the one day cup in 2014 um, so they're the two massive moments which I, I can't really pick between them really um, although I, I'd like to consider myself as a traditionalist and a, a four day lover um, championship lover that you know to, to win a one day final at Lords is I guess it's something you dream of growing up the two quite different things, aren't they? Because you've got the the big hit of
1: winning one match and winning a trophy at Lords, where yeah. you've got the full season of having to put in the hard yards to get that yeah. trophy as well. They're two different beasts, aren't they, really?
0: Oh, definitely. Um, you know, until you sat, until you kind of play four day cricket, you don't understand how much work goes into one game, let alone a, a full season. And in, in 2013, we didn't have an overseas player. It was quite a young group, so to kind of go through the season and win that with a game to spare I guess it's something that no one was expecting and and for that, you know, the the hard work that went in, the the effort the lads put in and to win the amount of games we did, I think at the time it it was the the highest amount of championship wins for a a season or or close to, Um, so that in itself was an achievement, but like I say to, to win the trophy and lift the trophy at the end it's special.
1: Your name's obviously linked with Graham Onions, your partnership with the new Bullford Durham was prolific how much do you miss him now he's gone to Lancashire
0: yeah he is a big miss I guess he's kind of been at the other end pretty much throughout my career um, since I started so to see him go you know it was a bit of a blow for me I think we, we formed a, a great partnership like you say in 2013 that year uh, I'm not sure if we if we broke the record as a as an opening ball and pair, um, but we were very close. And I guess it, it's something when you you know you, you know what you're going to get from the other end. It kind of helps you relax a bit and and just do your job, so you don't have to worry too much. And I think you know he, he has proved to be a to be a big miss for us. He went down to length last year, and he was what was he the leading wicket taker or second leading wicket taker in the first division, which you know all credit to him and just shows you the, the kind of bloke and the kind of player he was or still is. Sorry. I mean, there's been a few people left Durham. I mean, it's
1: been well documented the very, very harsh penalties that the club got a couple of years ago. Is how, how's the mood there now? Are you kind of past that and just basically looking forward.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, two years ago, when it all happened, everything was quite sour and it was all still fresh and everyone was disappointed, angry, all the emotions. But, you know, we're two years down the line. We've had a, a complete restructure in from the chairman, chief exec. Um, we've now got a new director of cricket, new coaches just being announced. Um, so we are a, a, complete, a completely new look outfit, if you like. Um, players have left. Obviously, uh, Mr. Durham Collinwood's retired, so again, it, it's a it's a complete, complete new team squad environment. Um, and you know the the buzz around the place at the minute, this time of year, especially, it's very high. The the lads are keen to impress and do well. I guess it's a new Durham. Did Did you ever consider moving on as well? Because there's been quite a lot that have
1: done to Lancashire, Surrey, and various other places.
0: Yeah, I think when all the the financial blows and stuff came out, um, and we got hit with the penalty points, I'd be lying if I said it, it it didn't cross my mind slightly. You know, the the, the worry of will our contract still be valid? Will the club still be here in in a year or two? I'd be lying if if those thoughts never went through my mind. Um, but at the same time, I think the fact that Durham, you know, they they gave me that second chance, they've got me to where I am today. I kind of feel like I... I owe to them to to try and get them back to what to where they should be um, you know they're, they're a division one club I've, I've been lucky enough to play most of my career in successful teams where we fought for trophies or won trophies so the last two years for me is it's almost quite a new experience so I feel like I want to get these young guys now back to back to where I was six seven years ago where we're competing for trophies in most formats.
1: I I interviewed Paul Collingwood. You mentioned him in Barbados at the start of the last year, and a friend of mine had said to me, "He's a big Durham fan." He'd said that you know Paul Collingwood is is like God in the yeah. Northeast because he he stayed around and he he basically fought for the cause while other people were leaving. And you're in the same bracket as that. You 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 will probably feel a bit, quite a bit of warmth from supporters because you've stayed there. Uh,
0: I- <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think when I when I do interviews in things like this, it's no secret how much I, how much I love Durham and how much I love the Northeast. I love that I'm a homegrown guy. The fact that they've given me a, a second chance, you know, everything's just kind of boosted uh, my love for the for the county. Um, and you know that the fans and members they've, they've been great to me. Um, so it, I guess it it does feel like a like I owe everyone that little bit more. Um, And, you know, I guess the North East is a very proud region, um, especially with sports teams. So for me to be be a young lad growing up and now being in the situation I am, you know, I'm I'm very, very proud to be representing Durham. And like I say, I I want us to, to get promoted. I want to be back in that first division with them. Discover one of the most beautiful lifestyle resorts in the Caribbean at the Accra Beach Hotel and Spa. Located on the south coast of Barbados, this beachfront property offers 224 rooms, sparkling pools, four restaurants, three bars, an on-site spa, event and conferencing facilities, and a welcoming team providing unparalleled relaxation to make your stay a memorable one. What are you waiting for? Book your reservation at this award-winning hotel today and experience the Caribbean dream.
1: time to mention off the back of that i guess the the testimonial in in 2019 as well you'll be a, a busy man getting various things sorted out as well but the chris rushworth testimonial 2019 can be found on the internet and you'd be i, I, I suppose I've, I've spoken to people in the past when they've had benefits and testimonials it, it's a big proud moment but it also makes you feel a, a little bit old as well as i guess too
0: oh without doubt um i mentioned it to actually, it was someone who I, I used to work in a call centre with years ago when I was, you know, when I when I'd been released the first time. Um, and he must have saw something on the internet of of Chris Rushworth's testimonial, and his first reaction was, "Surely you're not old enough for a testimonial yet, are you?" Uh-huh. So I guess it, it it does make you feel older, but also I guess that sense, <clears throat> you know, that sense of satisfaction, and I guess a, a job well done up to now, um, to be awarded it. You know, again, it was a it was a massive, massive moment for me to be given that. It's it's obviously something I never thought I would get. I never thought I'd be here 12 years ago, Um, but to be sat here now, looking forward to a a busy, exciting 2019 on all fronts. Um, You know, again, it's it's what dreams are made of. Just scrolling down your Facebook page,
1: the testimony you've got, race days, family fun events, and all kinds of things planned for it. You must be looking
0: forward to that. Oh, without doubt, I've got a, a great committee and health behind the scenes. Um, there's some some amazing events lined up. The launch is next week. And, the, and then the first event, like I say, is the race day at Newcastle, which is a, a night meeting under lights. It should be, it should be a great day. Um, and then the the day after is the family fun event. So everyone can come down, and get the kids involved. You know, we're trying to cater for everyone. It's, it's not just for, for corporates and, and that kind of thing. It's for all, all members of the family, public, you know, people who love cricket, people who don't, who just want to have fun. We, we've got all kinds of events lined up so it is it's an exciting year to look forward to Am I right in saying you're a
1: Sunderland fan? I am, yes Because there's a I'm not going to give anything away but there's a a thing on the Facebook page calling all Sunderland fans something very special in the pipeline but um, the reason I asked that I I watched the um, Netflix thing the other day if you've seen it
0: Yes, I have. I, got, yeah. I banged through the bang through the whole lot in two I, days. I think it was.
1: I, I I watched that thinking they must have set this up thinking our oh, suddenly going to bounce back into the Premier League. Yeah. It was actually a better program for for a neutral, I guess,
0: watching oh, it with, nah, when I things were falling I, off yeah. all over the place. I think it was obviously the the design was to Sutherland get back in the champion, uh, get back in the Premiership. But it, it probably did make for better view. I think even as a Sutherland fan, it was you know it was hard to watch, even even though you know the ending basically. Um, but to see how how bad things were behind the scenes and stuff, it was, it was tough. But now you know Sutherland are in a good position now. And, and like I say, the event on the thirty-first of May, we we've got don't want to give it away. Um, until it's all 100% confirmed. But for, for loyal Sunderland fans from sort of 10, 12 years ago, we've got some amazing guests lined up, so stay tuned.
1: Looking a bit better this year. Crowds are coming back, and uh, a promotion bid from League One back to the Championship.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think with the the new ownership, they've they've got the feel good factor back. Up to now, the, the 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 guys in charge are doing everything right. They're engaging with fans. You know, it's exactly what you want from a, I guess, from a from a sports club. They know how much it means to to the area, uh, and the fact they're giving so much back and doing things right behind the scenes at the football club as well. I think it's there for for everyone to see when you watch the the program and how badly run it was in the in the previous era. It's like a breath of fresh air. And when you turn up to League One and you're playing people like Oxford, Luton, no disrespect, and, and there's 35,000 in the stadium, you know it's incredible. There's a saying that rock stars want to be sports
1: stars and sports stars want to be rock stars, but knowing cricketers, they all want to be footballers as well. Were you a keen footballer? Would you like to put on the red and white?
0: Uh, I'd love to. I wouldn't say I'd be any good. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I do like a kick around with the boys, don't get me wrong. And I am a season ticket holder at the stadium with my little boy. But for me, cricket was always number one. Um, As much as I love football, and I I do watch a lot of football, um, I do love it, but cricket was always my number one thing. I would love to, you know, to play one of these charity days or whatever they have at the stadium, uh, just to say I've, you know, I've I've played on the hallowed turf, if you like. But you know, when we won the championship in 2013, actually we we got invited by Sunderland to pr- pr- uh, parade the trophy around the stadium, alike on the on the centre circle and stuff like that. So that was a massive moment for me. And mm. um, no, of my mates were in the crowd watching and stuff, and you know that was quite special. I think we got beat three 0 off Liverpool in the game, but to be there and you know standing in the middle with the county championship trophy. Kind of two dreams come true, going back to the
1: questions, then Chris, the next one we asked about your best moment in cricket what 's been your worst moment in cricket?
0: Uh, I suppose the you know the the relegation and um, everything that happened to the club in, in two years ago I know it, it 's not on the field, but I guess that's as, as tough as it 's ever going to be when you know you, you try your, your heart out all all season you finish in a respectable position. Looking forward to it. a few weeks off before pre-season starts and you get a phone call saying, look, this has happened. You're now relegated, minus 50 points in the second division. You know, that's about as big a blow as you're going to get, I think.
1: It's not easy to come back from that, is it, as well? Cause the, but the penalties were so tough. You, yeah. The next season you were, you were treading water just waiting for the penalties to disappear, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think we had a, a few players stick around and, and try and help us get back to where we where we were. But what happened? It was still two years later. We were we we're still feeling the wrath, you know, with, with players leaving and stuff, the financial difficulties. Um, so hopefully now that's that's all gone. Um, and like I say we, we are now in a in a fresh a fresh start, new position. If you
1: could trade lives with any current cricketer and live in their skin for the day, who would you pick? Oh,
0: um, I guess someone like, um, it might not be a, a name, household name yet, but someone like Joffrey Archer. Um, he, he's getting his name about it. He's an incredibly talented cricketer. Very, very nice guy off the field. You know, he's, he's playing in all these big tournaments now around the world. I don't think it's going to be long before he's in the international scene. Um, but I think at the moment he's, he's got life pretty good. Doing well on the field, visiting all the the nicest places in the world, and you know he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Making a few quid as well, isn't he? I should imagine. Exactly. It,
1: <laughs> you you may, I mean, he's on the cusp, isn't he? You'd, you'd imagine he's going to be called into the England squad at some stage. You, you've been mentioned at various times as being right on the edge of England England selection.
0: Never quite got there. Is that a frustration? Um, I wouldn't say it's frustration. I guess as as a sportsman, you've got to take those kind of things on the chin. If if they come, then great. If not, um, you've got to keep working. Um, I would have liked to have had a chance. I, you know, for a few years, I think I was pretty good. Um, I was dominating. I was I was doing well. I was taking wickets. Uh, I think if I was ever going to get picked, it would have been 2015. But it never happened, so it's not a frustration. It's I don't know. I don't know how I how I feel about it. It would have been nice to have that chance because I I know how close I was. Um, so I guess that's it's a bit disappointing rather than frustrating. Um, but you know it's happened. Uh, it's got to move on and you know keep taking wickets for Durham. I can't remember
1: if it was 2015, but there was the, I think it was Jimmy Anderson was injured, wasn't there? And there was a whole yeah. week in the press where yourself yeah. and Jack Brooks and a few others were mentioned as being almost nailed on to get. Into that that team, and in the end they they resisted taking anybody new and and went with the tried and trusted, didn't they? Which uh, yeah. uh, that that was probably as close as you got. Yep,
0: yeah, no, nah, definitely. Um, say so yeah, I had the, the chat with James Whitaker, who was the selector at the time, and um, and it was around the Trent Bridge Trent Bridge Test when when Jimmy was injured. Um, so again, you know, no, knowing how close I was, it you know, it's something I, I take pride from that you know I, I was talked about, I was discussed, but again, not being given the, the nod and getting a chance um, something uh, you know I guess it, it is a bit sad I'm disappointed gutted um, but that's life
1: a oh,
0: no.
1: new feature on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast is the letters page very much in inverted commas because what we want you to do is to record your comments on to your telephone send us the audio to cricketbadger at hotmail.com and we'll play it out as part of that letter page function, maybe even react to what you say, whether it's an opinion on cricket international or domestic, maybe you've got some selection suggestions for the England team or for your county maybe you just want to have a bit of a rant, make it anything up to a minute long, send it in to cricketbadger at hotmail.com and you might find yourself on next week's Cricket Badger Radio Show Podcast If I could put you in charge of World cricket for the day and you could change one thing what would you what would you uh, maybe introduce or change with cricket
0: again I've, I've probably thought of many answers to a question like this but when it comes to it, I can never 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 think as a bowler obviously having, having some more fielding restrictions and T20s and 50 overs that kind of stuff stands out I think the start of a T20 especially taking the new ball in, in that format having two fielders out, hard work um, I guess a selfish point of view having one or two more out in the power play, just to see how it goes, see if that affects the game. Uh, maybe bring it back to the bowlers a bit. I know people want boundaries and stuff like that, and it's entertainment. But it's a batsman's game, isn't it? At the minute,
1: yeah, it's all weight to the batsman, isn't it? People want to see the uh, the big hits and the uh, the fireworks. Yeah. But uh, yeah. as a bowler, you you um, potential cannon follow in that, aren't you? At least, at least you, I guess you know what the batsman's going to try and do. He's going to try and smack you as far as he can, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh, without doubt. Sometimes you, you you know exactly what shot he's going to play and can not do anything about it. Um, I guess that's that's the hardest part. You you know a game plan from someone and you try your best to counteract. And you know sometimes you come against a good player and there's just nothing you can do. But I guess that's the game. Don't get us wrong. I love playing 2020. It's good fun, but as it, it, a bowler, it's hard work and you you get the brunt of it. If you could meet anyone
1: living or dead, who would you like to meet?
0: I guess Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, someone like that, someone who's been at their you know they were at the top of their sport for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, very successful. Uh, it would be nice to sort of get an insight of, of their life and their mindsets and that kind of stuff. Around the golf with Tiger, where he can pick his brains for 18 holes. Oh, yeah, that would be good. I, I don't think I'd be near him, though. I'd be in the trees, he'd be on the fairway, but I wouldn't <laughs> actually get much time to chat. Well, maybe you could carry his bag then instead. <laughs> I'd, I'd happily do that, uh, definitely. If you were in the lottery, what would be the first thing you'd spend your money on? Pay off our mortgage um, and then probably a nice holiday with the kids and wife, of course. What's your first memory of being really excited? Um, I think I was—I can't remember how old I was, maybe six or seven—walking downstairs one Christmas morning to to find a brand new bike hidden in the kitchen. Oh, nice. That was it. That was, I think that's probably the earliest but I can remember thinking, Phew, I'm excited. Who would play you in Chris Rushworth the movie, the movie about your life? Um, it's got to be someone with no hair, um, <laughs> or someone—Jason like Statham, someone like that. He's a good-looking fella, you know. He's obviously got the bald head as well quite rough looking he'd be good i'm not sure he'd be any good at cricket but sure we could teach him
1: he he looks tough but could he bowl 25 overs a day in chesley straight in the cold well well exactly
0: Hi. what's the first thing you bought with your own money god that's that's a tough one um i remember having first job what did i buy i'm guessing some designer clothes having a having a job um through the school holidays something like that getting a a fairly decent pay packet for a month. I can't see if it's definite, but I'm gonna have a guess. It's, it's some designer clothes, trying to look cool. What's the last time you can remember feeling really nervous? We had a team bonding trip three weeks ago, um, which included abseiling. So we're standing at the at the edge of the cliff, tied to a rope, which was just attached to a little tree, and the guy saying, "Lean back, don't worry, the the rope and the tree'll." i will hold your weight. That was very nervous and also very frightening. You're not good with height? It's not that I wasn't, I think it's just that first initial when you look over the edge and you think, it wasn't really high, but you know, that that, that kind of fear of and the feeling of being horizontal as you're going down, it was it was scary, but after the first two steps going down the, the side of the, the cliff, you know, it was quite nice and then, I guess you get a, a a sense of satisfaction of, of completing it. Um, but that first first step was uh, very nerve-wracking. What's the top item on your bucket list? I'm not sure if you would class it as an item, but I had this conversation with, me, with my wife the other night, watching the test. As soon as I retire from cricket, that's the first thing I want to do, book a Barbados holiday to watch a test match. Um, that's, the, that's the first thing I'll do when I retire, find out when England two are there next and get that booked in. It's a pretty good place, in it, Barbados, to watch cricket or otherwise. So yeah, I, I can, I've, ne- I've never that. been. I know lots of people that have been and, and love it for holidays cricket. I've got friends out there at the minute for the test. And um, it's it, you know it's, it's something that uh, I guess that probably is number one on my bucket list. Go there, watch the cricket. What celebrity annoys you the most? I think they're both good admit actually. Pete Morgan's very annoying. Um, just following his Twitter and, and all the stuff he bangs on about annoying. Um, and actually, Kevin Peterson annoyed me last week. I think he had a, he had a go with Jamie Porter for playing for Essex and you know uh, Jamie was saying he was living his dream or whatnot, playing county cricket for Essex and. I guess Peterson had a goal County Cricket and, and put Essex down, and, and that really annoyed me.
1: There is something about both the guys you mentioned, Piers Morgan and Kevin Peterson, that they, they just like the sound of their own voice at times, don't they?
0: Yeah, it's it's sometimes like, you know, they, they cause controversy just for just for the sake of it. You know, I, I, I don't know any of them. Um, I've never I've never met them, or I might have met Peterson once or twice, but, I, you know, I, he wouldn't know who I am. I, I wouldn't approach him, so I don't really know what he's like as a guy, but just that, I guess they're kind of... The way they come across on social media and that kind of stuff, it, it is quite annoying. And I yeah, I still follow
1: them. they life playing county cricket. That's a, exactly. a bit insulting as yeah. well,
0: isn't it? Uh, definitely. You know, he, he said he, he is living the dream now and things like that. But, you know, would he be living the dream if, he, if it wasn't for county cricket? Probably not. On a
1: scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the Fonz, how cool are you? Oh, I'd go 5
0: down the mill. <laughs> I think, I was, I, think I, was, I was probably closer to an eight or nine when I was at school. Um, when you were buying that designer gear? Oh, definitely, uh, I still had hair, designer gear. thought I was good at football, uh, but now you're in a changing room full of young lads. I guess the, the coolness is, is not quite there like it used to be. I'm just, I'm just happy to, to sit in the middle and uh, watch the young lads play the cool dudes. If you had access to a time
1: machine, where and when would you go?
0: You know what? I would go back to Live Air concert. We watched the Bohemian Rhapsody movie just film, before man. Christmas. And I wasn't expecting great things from it. It was absolutely sensational. So I, I would love to go and watch that concert. See, seeing that bit by Queen was um, incredible. I've watched it on YouTube probably 10, 15 times since seeing the movie. And, you know, you see the crowd there. What a day that would have been. The, the the film captures that
1: absolutely superbly, doesn't
0: it? Oh, amazing! You see him absolutely at the start amazing. going towards yeah. the uh, towards Wembley,
1: and then at the end of it, they play the whole set. It's so a it's a brilliant bit of uh, of film. But I, I've heard a few people talking about that film, and they they say it's a it's an entertaining film, but it's not a great film. Well, surely if it's entertaining, that is great, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah. Don't understand That's the difference difference myself. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, yeah. If you if you're entertained, then surely it's a good film. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the guy that played Freddie Mercury just nailed it. Incredible. After about ten or fifteen minutes of watching them, you forget that they're actors and you actually just watch it as if it's Queen, don't you? Yeah. 100 percent, without doubt. If you're listening, rec- I recommend it. Go and see it. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Melbourne. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change?
0: Eat too many sweets. Not Too much of a sweet tooth. I like sugary sweets. It's not good. You cut them out. Yeah. What will you be doing in ten years' time? Um, ten years' time, but not sure. Hopefully, I'll be still involved in in cricket in some way, whether it's, it's coaching, you know, watching watching my son play, something like that. But for career wise, that's still undecided, um, which I could get nagged at off my wife. I need to get that sorted.
1: Have you have you done anything towards getting any coaching qualifications or anything? Is that something you've actually actively looked at? Or...
0: yeah, no, I've I've done it. I've I've got level two at the minute. Um I've looked at doing level three buffing it. I don't I don't think coaching as a career is something I'll, I'll want to follow coaching younger kids and stuff like that age group stuff you know I've done that in the past and that's, that's more enjoyable for me um, at the moment I, you know think things might change in the next few years but I, I don't think going to the professional game right now is is something that's really taking me fancy OK that's
1: the end of the quick questions Chris there's just one left yep. and it's basically if you've been picking these questions what would you ask yourself to get a great and exclusive answer? Um... Oh,
0: tough one. Uh well, before before he, you know, got in the, the Durham side and moved on to England, I, I shared a house with Ben Stokes for a few years. I guess something along the lines of, you know, you lived with lived with Ben Stokes, what was that like? And the answer is it was fun, exciting. Um I don't think it did any of us any, any favours for our cricketing career, but we had a good time and I guess he he's gone on to to obviously to be the man he is and I don't think there was any doubt that was ever gonna happen. Um but now we we had fun living together. It was I guess it was two young lads kind of, you know, starting their professional career having fun. And I think we both realised probably around the same time that things needed to change to, for us both to move forward in cricket. But, you know, we were good friends and I'm glad we're, you know, we've, we've both been pretty successful. When you
1: watch him doing his, doing his stuff on the world stage, you, you take a bit of satisfaction and remember him cooking you baked beans or whatever?
0: Oh, no, look, it's it's great. Um, obviously, when you, you know someone for a long time and you see them doing well, it, you know, you're, you're proud and pleased for them. Um, so now I guess you do. It's always nice watching. Um, obviously, he, he's got a little in which he, I think is two weeks older than my little lad. So, you know, they know each other. So, when he comes on the telly and stuff, my little boys are like, "That's are Stokesy. So, it is nice. You say it the same with anyone, any friend, when you know them quite well and you see them doing well on the international stage, you know, you, you do feel a, a sense of pride and, you know, good on them. Chris, it's
1: been a pleasure having you on the Cricket Budget Radio Show podcast this week. All the best for your testimony on 2019. Thanks. Enjoy your events and hope it's a, a great success for you and uh, good luck for the summer ahead. Brilliant.
0: Thanks very much, James. Thanks for having me. It's their Badger style.
1: Thank you very much to Chris for joining me on the Cricket Budget Radio Show podcast this week. I think you'll agree. Top man, wish him all the best for the 2019 season, both on the pitch and off it with all of his testimonial plans as well. Thank you to you for listening this week. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast. Until then, enjoy your cricket badges are you looking to get your business in front of the cricket world join forces with the fastest growing cricket podcast on the web the cricket badger radio show podcast brought to you in association with your business take an advert on the pod or become the headline sponsor contact us cricket at hotmail.com for some very reasonable prices and joining the fun as the cricket badger radio show podcast continues to go from strength to strength